0: Pieces of you going, <laughs> 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 or that weird. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> oh, that
1: laugh! <laughs> this one,
0: that, that, that the, the laugh of my nightmares, dude. What is up with the freaking weather in Texas?
1: it's so sad oh my god no. it's so sad people just like no water because they're everything's bursting and it's sad and even like if the the weather clears up
0: like how long is it going to take for them to get everything back you know, online
1: you know what i was thinking are they gonna get giant water bills because here i could totally see the city of glendale being like yes your water bill is 10 million dollars and you're going to pay it it's not our fault your stuff bursted yeah that's yeah. gonna be interesting how they deal with that
2: i know i told my mom i was like i'm this close to writing my ex-husband because he lives out there just to be like hope you okay? are doing okay right
0: why well, was when out, you i was messaging he uh you? <laughs> renee because they live in uh, kyle texas which is kind of between san antonio and austin so it's like oh okay yeah And she says oh yeah i messaged her the other day and she's like we're fine we're fine we're just en- kind of like enjoying it. it was like at the beginning of it mm. for them and then like yesterday she's like oh we're fine you know we're a little hungry but because there's no
1: food but mm-hmm. we're okay i'm like oh wow cool. this is what people have asked me with this whole politics and stuff and they were like is spirit showing you something like uh, like war stuff and i'm like No, but a long time ago they were telling me showing me like an old-fashioned flashlight and like a crank kind of radio and just to kind of have an emergency prep kit of stuff and I went out to the kids this was a long time ago and I'm like hey so I'm pretty sure we're supposed to do this because or like at least start thinking about it so I'm telling people if you're getting something like that it's not because World War 3 is happening. I feel like it's more like natural disaster oh, yeah. type stuff and sure enough the stuff is happening.
0: That's just crazy.
1: So it's a good reminder. We should like between fires and floods, and now this. I mean, we should probably all have some backup oh, of some sort. And then I was
0: reading that like, as we live in Arizona, uh, Phoenix is going to be pretty much uninhabitable mm. in like a few, like before.
2: I think you said think it was like ten years. Or something. Yeah, mm. like a decade.
0: Holy moly! Is it a decade? I thought it was like more than that. I think it's,
2: did <laughs> it? Oh, I don't know. Like I thought not, it's, a a bit more time. it's a decade. Isn't decade ten years? I, no water. I think I don't know.
0: In 10 years, it's going to be pretty bad.
1: Guess we better start thinking of moving.
0: Yeah. I
2: did see that article. And Garrett's like, yeah, and you wanted to move out there? <laughs> I'd go to New
0: Mexico. New Mexico? Yeah. But are they going to be the ones getting hit by the cold? <laughs> That's a thing where I say that I words <laughs> matter. Like when they were talking about defund the police. Yeah. It's not defund the police. It's like you know, reallocate. And like this one, it was, yeah. the, messages was, the message was global warming Mm -hmm. it's not global warming it's climate change (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's like it's one of those things that sticks in people they're like oh yeah so much for global warming look at texas
1: i remember i bought my ex-husband al gore Mm -hmm. that's how many years ago it was he he made a whole little documentary about global warming climate change right and it predicted everything that's happening oh yeah And I I gave that to my ex-husband. I wouldn't watch it because I don't want to know. I know what's coming. I recycle anything and everything because I'm like, my kids are like, oh, my God, why do you have all this? I'm like, I care. If you're going to bring my grandchildren into the world, I want them to have a world to come to.
0: What was that movie with Dennis Quaid where, like, all of North America was, like, basically just covered in Mm. ice and snow, like, Mm. within days? Because there was this mega storm or whatever like a once oh little... my
2: gosh i know which one you're talking about
0: it was with dennis quaid he had to get to his son i can't even think of it right yeah. now yeah but that's what made me think of it made me think of texas
2: mm. now i gotta get on. IMDb. thank you Is i'm gonna
0: was oh, it, dennis gonna look quaid? it yeah it was, dennis? it was definitely dennis quaid
2: um the day
0: after tomorrow day after tomorrow have you seen that one
1: mm. i don't know it's, it's i don't think such so a good
0: movie it's such a good movie hmm. everything's a good movie to me <laughs> I feel like every time. I mean,
2: it just depends. There's some really interesting movies out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my really good movie that I recommend to everybody (laughs) is Swiss Army Man.
0: I've never seen it.
2: It has to be one of my favorite, like all time movies.
0: Who's in it? I'm gonna write it down.
2: Um, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. But it's 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 a really bizarre movie. But if you're in a different state of mind, like it's deep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know i mean you don't have to be it helps you know yeah. like but it's a really deep movie you know and it's it's a i don't know it's one of my favorites and i love to watch it all the time do you and now like,
0: I love this movie. do you
1: okay. now in a different state of mind <laughs> huh. you just gave a just lot away
2: it, like when you do that it, it just, you're really sitting there focused on it, you know, and you're getting to really Oh, yeah, I definitely focus on it.
0: things. I would sit here and stare at this cup for like an hour and look at her red hair. And wow, you know, how does she swim with her legs all bound up like a fish? Oh, she is a fish. That's crazy. I do that without
1: <laughs> happy stuff. <laughs> I mean, we've
2: sat in Elmo's porch for like hours, just talking about music and, like, the crazy wavelengths and everything (laughs) with Albert. Because Albert gets extremely cool and real deep. Like, he's deep as it is, but he's even deeper in that state of mind. so I I mean, I've had some mind-blowing conversations with him. Okay,
0: so I have to tell you the story. So we celebrated Albert's birthday on Valentine's Day, so the day before we celebrated Valentine's Day, Albert and I. <laughs> and so he like went and got us out back. And so we like had our out back. And then we pulled our chairs up in front of the TV, like really close. So we're sitting there and he starts talking to the dogs, like in Spanish, like, S- go, go sit down. And like, he's telling them in Spanish, like Spanglish. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there and okay. Mind you, we've had a little edible before. We sat down to watch TV and... I'm just thinking, you're channeling my dad. Because mm-hmm. you sound like my dad. You never talk to the dogs like this, ever. And he turns around and looks at yeah. me. And I didn't say it out loud. He turns around and looks at me. And he's like, isn't that so weird that they understand Spanish?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're having your own moment. And then he's like, no. having his own <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh.
0: Oh my so god! Weird. Isn't it? And I'm like, I feel like you're channeling my dad right now. And he's like, maybe I am.
1: <laughs>
0: maybe he was. I said, maybe they listen because my dad's constantly talking to them, which I wouldn't doubt. Anyways, um,
2: I'm trying to get comfortable. I'm sorry. I'm I-, I
0: see you flipping back and myself. forth, like a like a fish out my of water. Hips <laughs> <laughs> my hips are hurting me. My hips are hurting. Maybe we should start by saying hi. (laughs) Welcome to Tipsy Tales. I'm Alma. I'm Carlene. And I'm Bianca. I know we should do this more often, but I'm going to just put this out there. Like most of what we discuss is not meant for children. And especially this episode, (laughs) because I am going to get a little bit graphic. So just throwing that little uh, spoiler out there. Or not spoiler, but warning. Not
2: made for children. Disclosure.
1: I like to say fuck a lot, so you probably shouldn't. Right. (laughs) kids. (laughs) <laughs> i never say fuck no <laughs> never don't you fucking say it bianca what is that word Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I have you say watched freak. that one
0: on netflix it's like a oh god i don't even know it's got our favorite actor in it nicholas cage Ugh, god. It's, they're <laughs> probably breaking down all these cuss then. words it's oh, Renu. The History of cartoons. History of curse Words.
1: No, I have he's basically the host. Really? Yeah. Why but it's they, kind of funny, though. How did he make it so far? Cause, I don't know. Uh, there's so many people that are like, if it's Nicolas Cage, I don't want to watch it.
0: And then there's, he's one of those actors or people that you either hate him or you love him. Mm-hmm. And there's no in between.
1: And I can't say that I hate him. I don't hate him either. I don't know him. But I just don't but really care to watch him. I don't care to watch him. He's not my favorite actor. It's not like he is no, a he kinda... damn good actor. He always is very, very, like,
0: <laughs> just he overacts <laughs> everything. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. What about you? Do you I think like-
2: when he was younger, his movies were a little bit better. But, I mean, it's not like they were ever like, oh, my gosh, must watch again. Right, But yeah, no, he's he's just kind of different, and then he's kind of gone off the deep end a little bit lately, too, which most do, you know. I don't know if you've seen him hanging around with Marilyn Manson recently. That oh, like, after crazy. all
0: the stuff that's just come out about Marilyn yeah. Manson?
1: Like Johnny Depp yeah. could go off the rails. Well, no, not recently, rails, recently,
2: but in the last couple of years.
1: Oh, okay. But I still want to see... Johnny Depp movies because he's really good and he's in some yeah. great movies right but he can go off the rails yeah. all day long I don't care it doesn't affect the movies I watch
2: <laughs> no but he's a good actor though right I mean, you see I mean. his versatility all yeah. his movies yeah you know.
1: he can have a fake accent all day long it does not affect that, that. that's the thing <laughs> he
0: the other guy is not versatile at yeah. all. He Mm-mm. plays the
1: same guy or just like, yeah.
0: he's pretty much the same guy yeah. every time. I don't mm-hmm. see a different person. Like with Johnny Depp, you can see him be that actor, like, or that take on that persona. Yeah. And I don't see that with no. Nicolas
1: Cage. No. no. yeah, I It's just me. No. It
0: may just be me. I
1: don't know. Clearly it's, it's just the three of us that think yes. that. Yes. <laughs> and my daughter and a bunch of her friends on Twitter, because they all commented one time. And uh, pretty much a lot of people.
0: Yeah,
1: I feel this. I think you just have to be a fan to really like him. But then, who who are his fans?
0: There's people out there. Hey, I mean, there you are a fan of Nicholas Cage. You know, you do you,
1: boo. Yeah, do you? You're all good. We're not. <laughs> we're, we're not, not judging crit- you. We're not judging you. We're, we're judging Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs>
0: exactly it's that's not hilarious. you it's it, him it's mm-hmm. nicholas cage and his shitty acting anywho so we were just talking about texas like mm. dude our prayers are out to texas yeah
2: yeah for sure we hope this passes quickly. i mean i hate yeah, the state guys. but i no one should go through anything like that yeah. that's crazy
1: yeah well we have a lot of listeners in texas so i, I have, have some very sweet have... clients in texas and i would hate for anything to, bad to be happening to them yeah and we have a lot of family. I hate the
2: state only for personal reasons. Well, for my ex-husband. That's yeah. it. I, ha- I mean, I have friends out in Texas and family and stuff, but I just don't like Texas because he's out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. It's not them. It's him.
0: It, it's funny how you could block out like a whole region because somebody lives yeah. in that region. <laughs> like
2: oh. Because they ruined it for me. <laughs>
0: I got a little bit busy. I had wanted to get a really good wine to go with what we're talking about today. By the way, the story that I'm doing is the Black Dahlia. Yay! I've been wanting to do dun, this dun, one dun. for a while. Dum, 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 dum. And she's doing the Comedy Store, right? Comedy Store. Yes. And we talked about that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you find a lot
1: of stuff from this era? hmm mm-hmm. Like the gangster stuff? Yes. I can't remember. I I was watching it up until the minute I came here. I was watching stuff. You, yeah. I was writing up until the minute mm. you came here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted Me to do my homework red. and you were. I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything that might have been cuz I'm like it was hard to find stuff too, though. Was it? Yeah.
0: There was a haunting on the Black Dahlia. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Ghost Adventures did something.
1: And, of course uh, he did. Yeah, you should hear what people say about him doing it. At the I couldn't watch it because it. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't get to it on my on any of the things. Oh no. But, but yeah, people. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> I was. I was. I had a good time listening to a lot of people. But I remember talking about her because that's the first time I even heard about her was when I did the thing on the hotel with the Elisa. Lisa Lamb. Lamb. Oh. Yeah. Because there was something about her, like her, I think that's close to where she died or yeah, something. Yeah, I think it is. It's right mm-hmm. around the corner. Yeah. Because, or actually the hotel,
0: I think there was a hotel she was staying at is mm-hmm. like right on Skid Row, like mm-hmm. off of Skid Row. So it wasn't the Cecil. Was no,
1: she wasn't staying there. No. But it was But it like was a different, yeah. Nearby. So
0: something was, it, it was all in that area. Or the
1: park or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I thought I heard there was there was a connection with the comedy store. Well,
1: I looked. I didn't see anything. Huh. I don't know what I was... Maybe mm-hmm. it was something else. Yeah, because you said... You briefly said something, so I was like, I was oh, if we can con- connect it. Yeah. So I went through everything all over again, and I was reading stuff online, and... It's hard to keep <laughs> track of
0: the shit that I read anymore. So Albert posted something the other day. It was a bunch of different faces. It was like one, two, three, four, five. And it was like all the, these, was it cat faces? I don't know.
2: It was dogs. Dog faces.
0: Yeah. And so I fat fingered it and hit the wrong one. (laughs) And I think he had just saw that I rented the, um, ghost adventures on the mm. thing and he's like are you watching murder mysteries again because <laughs> it was like a sad a sad dog <laughs> like a crying dog yeah
1: <laughs> i was like no that's not what i meant to push oh that's funny
0: actually the dog that i picked was wearing headphones that's that was the one i was like what mood are you in right now like, that's
2: me <laughs> oh look we're both wearing skeletons <gasps> yes. You're wearing skeleton. you got a skeleton um.
1: Shirt. i forget what it says what does it say if you are easily provoked, you are easily controlled. Yeah, Albert bought me the Ooh. shirt.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it was a hint. <laughs> uh, no, he got us matching shirts. He has he has a shirt too. All right, so maybe I should just jump right into this You're
1: pouring. you're so awkward. I know.
2: It's such a big bottle. It See, it's like the size of her arm.
1: It's huge. Jesus, it's bigger. <laughs> you get fisted! Oh
0: my god! <laughs> oh my
1: god! <laughs> just a okay. double fist. Just a thing. You know, together.
0: Are you good? No, you're stuck with us. I, I don't know if you want in one. Here. I'm just gonna try it with the
1: lemon. All right, I'll have a little lemon. A
0: little, a little squirt. A splash. A little. Oh. Splash. Is there a difference between a squirt and a splash? I don't know. Just give a squirt. 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 Wasn't there a, like a a lemon
1: drink called Squirt? Yes.
2: Then yeah, how my dad's more? obsessed with it. That's
1: the, the my sc- most disgusting name squirt. ever. Yeah, which squirt. one's mine? Doesn't and matter. I feel like
2: it's a thing. Me- hmm? I said I feel like it's a Mexican thing because I feel like I only see think-
0: squirt, a squirt. Like squirt, squirt.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a squirt. <laughs> like I think that's.
1: It has. It's I don't either s- my it's, it. It. it's either still around here. Think it's either still around. <laughs> or it just recently stopped because i remember getting it from my kids really because it, it's um it's like a citrus it was a cloudy instead of yeah it was like cloudy yeah my dad my what? Oh. What do you think? did you stir it no <laughs> <laughs> now it's oh. stirred mm. Shaking, it not
0: stirred oh it's actually good with the Lemon. Little squirt
1: of lemon. Mm-hmm. The little squirt, squirt, squirt,
0: squirt. It's like moist. one <laughs> <It's like> <laughs> No, stop.
1: <laughs> that's, that's that like, word. Why don't squirt we like that? Squirt
0: is like that to me. To me, I don't like that. Do word. you say pants,
1: <laughs> or underwear? <laughs> underwear, things? chonies. I say underwear. I won't. I, I don't, don't like. Chonies I don't like underwear. the word pant.
0: I like when I say it's a weirder when men I'm say I'm wearing
1: it. my sexy panties. Well, okay, that's another story. Yeah. You're using it. It would my be sexy like panties. <laughs> and if you use the other word in there too, then you're talking sexy talk. Okay,
0: but I can't say I
1: can't. I can't. I'm, I'm I... wearing my sexy underwear. Like, no.
0: That doesn't sound sexy. It no. sounds like I'm wearing grandma panties. You
2: also won't tell someone. I'm moist.
1: No. No. You say you're wet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you say you're wet. Like and that's okay,
0: but But the other word no. (laughs) Mm mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like there's no way I'm
2: gonna be like tell people what underwear I'm wearing.
0: Alrighty. We're gonna just jump into it. We're
1: we're just gonna do it, okay? Except for the neighbors may not dig it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Are they outside? Yeah. Oh the neighbors are not. Oh I know my neighbors hate me. (laughs) They definitely hate me. Alrighty then. Is that a car in a driveway? Yeah. I thought your fan, your cars were in no. the way. No, that's the, the neighbors.
0: Okay, that is yeah, much better. Yeah, much better. So now we're drinking. Yeah. We started out with Kahlua and coffee to to wake our asses <clears throat> up. Mainly mine. <laughs> Hopefully she'll <laughs> stay awake for my story. Mainly mine. And now we are drinking, Seven Up vodka and lemon. a little squirt of lemon. <laughs>
1: To moisten it up. I don't up. think squirt said that. Bad. <laughs> it's wh- not as bad as moist. No.
0: I don't know what it is about the word squirt. I just don't like it as I say it like five more times. I don't mind squirt. <laughs> hey,
1: squirt. Hey, yeah, see? Say, I don't mind squirt.
2: Yeah, that one I don't, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me.
0: Not like moist. Ugh.
2: Moist. Oh, gross. No. And it, like, when we're with friends and Garrett and his buddy, they both know I can't stand it, so they mm-hmm. just, They'll continue on they start talking about their moist meat
0: uh, and putting it in mouths. Uh, They're, They're so gross. Yeah. Okay, that's disgusting. and they
2: go on and on and I'm just like, okay, yeah, you guys stop now.
0: Are you guys trying to get rid, rid of me or what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Alright. So here's my story.
1: <laughs> I wish I could just be like from here up. Oh we could arrange that. Oh oh wait, I can <laughs> <laughs> She's got the hydraulics. She's like boom, sh- sh- now sh- she I'm just all enough, <laughs> right? Exactly. Do the bouncing. Hello, the my name is Carleen. I feel like... <laughs> okay. I, feel like I, gotta get, now. I gotta get used to this height now. All right. I feel like we're warming up now.
0: We are warming up. Hmm, too warm. All it right. Is- <laughs> The Black Dahlia. The Black Dahlia. Now this is one of those stories, it's one of those ones that I've been wanting to do for a long time, but it's like, do I have the time to devote to this story (laughs) so that I can do it right? And so I didn't have the time to devote to this story, but I think I did a pretty good job as I pat myself on the shoulder before I've even read my story. So we'll take you to a cold morning in January 15th, 1947. A mother... Betty Bersinger is taking her child a walk in Limert Park in a neighborhood in Los Angeles, California, and she spots what at first she thinks is a mannequin lying in the grass. However, much to her horror, it's not a mannequin, but the bisected, mutilated, and naked corpse of a woman. She, of course, freaks out, runs to the closest neighbor, and calls the police, and they're there in minutes. The body was just a few feet from the sidewalk and posed with the arms above the head, her elbows bent at right angles. Kind of like. I think straighter than
2: that.
1: Like, she was totally like, posed. Right? Like, like, right. She was Vogue wait. posed. Vogue. <laughs> Vogue. Right. Uh, if my arm could be
0: straight. It's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. And her legs are spread apart and she's cut in half. Like, completely cut in half. The lower half of her body was positioned a foot away from the upper, and her intestines had been tucked neatly beneath her buttocks. I forgot, I didn't write in here because the source that I took it off it didn't mention anything about feces, but there was feces on her. Ew. I think it I was think her. Oh, that. no, I think that was another That was another case. Despite the extensive mutilation and cuts on the body, there wasn't a drop of blood at the scene, indicating oh. that the young woman had been killed elsewhere. Her mouth was slashed from ear to ear in what people refer to as a Glasgow smile.
1: It's kind of like the Joker. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. That's gross. I don't usually like to look at the crime scene photos.
1: Oh, they had crime scene photos? Yeah. I looked,
0: I looked at them. No. Not so bad. I looked at them. It was it was gruesome. And she's like porcelain white because all the blood has been drained from her body. Mm. Um, she had several cuts on her thighs, and her breasts were in where entire portions of flesh
1: mm. had been sliced away. <laughs> <laughs> that is shorty. She's having a beautiful Aww. time with me petting. They're her. having a melding of the minds here. <laughs> <laughs> She purrs. You know, she
0: purrs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's bringing her hand into it now. She's like, don't stop. Don't stop.
0: Her body had also been washed clean before it was placed there to be found. I think I read that. Um, Upon the discovery, a crowd of both passerby and reporters began to gather. Los Angeles Herald Express reporter Aggie Underwood was among the first to arrive at the scene and took several photos of the corpse and the crime scene near the body. Detectives located a heel print in the ground amid the tire tracks, and a cement sack containing watery blood was also found nearby. Now, don't forget about that cement sack. Um, it was determined that she had been dead for at least 10 hours before the discovery of the body, leaving her time of death sometime between the evening of January 14th or the early morning hours of January 15th. During the autopsy, it was also determined that the body had become cut completely in half by a technique taught in the 1930s called a hemicorporectomy. The lower half of her body had been removed by transecting the lumbar spine between the second and third lumbar vertebrae, thus severing the intestine and the duodenum. And did I mention about her intestines being tucked? Yeah. Did I say that? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Ugh. I mean, it was just so, like, thought out, meticulously done, so personal. Yeah. It was also- And by a yeah.
2: professional. Like, yeah. Yeah. Too too perfect of a crime. Like- Not
0: perfect, but like-
1: But like a medical professional. Well thought out. Mm-hmm. Very well thought out. It's not oh, an yeah.
0: angry, like an angry, no. like, crime like, of passion. <coughs>
1: That's anger. Yeah. It's this like was fetish Yeah, or something. It's so a, Yeah, it's weird. I'll have to show you something in a little bit. Because disfigurement of the face would mean like to, was it humiliation or was it like, was she mean to somebody and they were like, I don't know. The theory yeah. that's out there
0: is that it was art. Oh. oh. Like it was artistic and, oh. and I'll explain more. You just finished watching... Well, I'll let you talk about that in a little bit. Okay. It was also determined that she was killed by a blow to the head, which caused cerebral hemorrhage, which is something they didn't put out there. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that wasn't in the newspapers. And there was also something about something stuffed in her lower parts. I think it was hair. Yeah. Yeah. At first, she and that I I remember hearing, not reading. Mm. At first, she was considered a Jane Doe until the FBI was able to identify her using her fingerprints. Her prints had just happened to be on file from a 1943 arrest. She is widely known to us now as the Black Dahlia, but her name was Elizabeth Short. So a little bit about Elizabeth. That's
1: Aiden's birthday.
0: Really? July, th- oh yeah, and Isaiah's is July 30th. I was thinking of Isaiah when I, so she was a Leo. <laughs> Elizabeth Short was born on July 29th, 1924, in the Hyde Park area of Boston, Massachusetts. Her family settled in Medford, Massachusetts, and this is where she would be raised for most of her life. Her father uh, built miniature golf courses until 1929 when the stock market crashed. And he lost a ton ton of money. And and after that, so he goes and he parks his car near this bridge and disappears. And they presume that he committed suicide by jumping into the Charles River. Due to issues with bronchitis, uh, Elizabeth ends up living in Miami, Florida when she's 15 with family friends during the winter months. She does this for three years, going back and forth to Medford. She ends up dropping out of high school. Then in 1942, Short's mother receives a letter. 1942? Okay. All right. 1942, Short's mother receives a letter from the grave, actually from California. It's her presumably dead husband saying, psych, I apologize. I'm really alive and living well in California. What? Yeah. What a yeah. bastard. Right? Total bastard. Total bastard because, and I didn't write it in here, but on um, something I was listening to, his reaction to her death when they came to, when the cops came to uh, ask him to identify the body was, I don't give a shit about that horror or some something wow. to that effect. Oh like, no, God. I ain't going down there. Fuck her. It was basically like that. Wow. Yeah. So keep that in mind. In December, at age 18, Short relocated to v- Vallejo, California to live with her father, whom she had not seen since she was six years old. I guess this doesn't last long because her and her father are constantly fighting and she decides to move out in January of 1943. Um, Then there's some more moving back and forth where she gets a job at the base exchange at Camp Cook, now known as Vandenberg Air Force Base. And then in 1943, she moves to Santa Barbara where she's rested for underage drinking at a local bar. Isn't that where your dad lives in Santa Barbara? Yeah. Where she's arrested for underage drinking at a local bar, and this is where her finger, fingerprints and her, uh, there's actually a mugshot of her out there, mm. come into play. And this, that mugshot, like, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Anyways, uh, she moves back to Florida, meets Major Matthew Michael Gordon Jr. just before he heads on his deployment to China, Burma, India, theater of operations of World War II. That was long china burma india theater of operations he writes to her proposing to her but he ends up dying in a crash
1: oh that's so sad a
0: plane crash in august of
1: 1945 i know oh my gosh she was and she had said yes apparently like that was probably the light at the end of her tunnel too
0: yeah so she goes back to los angeles she spends the last six months of her life mostly in la she's working as a waitress and rented a room behind the Florentine Gardens nightclub on Hollywood Boulevard. Elizabeth was known as Betty, Betty, or Beth. And also the whole Black Dahlia thing, I forgot to put it in here, but it came from the movie The Blue Dahlia. It was a 1946 film, and the guys at this malt shop or something like that, ice cream shop, they used to call her, they just started nicknaming her The Blue Dahlia. But then I was reading somewhere that the press dubbed her the black dahlia so maybe they got it from these guys because they were like canvassing that whole area so she was fixated on movies growing up and of course in la like so many that go to that town in search of fame she was considered by those that knew her to be an aspiring actress she dated a lot however unlike how she's portrayed by many of the news outlets of the day she did not drink and was known to be and was known to not known to be easy. She was known more to be a, a tease. Mm. So she wasn't, she, she didn't, because she wasn't she promiscuous. Said no. yeah. It was
1: probably because she said no. Yeah. She probably wasn't a tease. Yeah. In fact, when she was working
0: on that Vandenberg, like when I was reading this, um, that Vandenberg Air Force Base, mm-hmm. she ends up leaving because she doesn't get a lot of dates there because she doesn't put out. She's not.
1: Mm. Easy. But unlike
0: how she's portrayed in the media, like mm-hmm. she's put out there as being a whore. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was so much information on this, mm-hmm. like so much. On January 9th, 1947, Short returns home to her Los Angeles to Los Angeles after a brief trip to San Diego with Robert Red Manley, a 25 year old married salesman she had been dating. Mm-hmm. Manley stated he dropped Short off at the Biltmore Hotel located at 506 South Grand Grand Avenue in downtown Los, Los Angeles, and that Short was to meet her sister, who was visiting from Boston Oh, wow! that afternoon. By some accounts, staff of the Biltmore recalled having seen Short using the lobby telephone sh- shortly after she was... L- and he was... This guy was... One of the first people that they like went out oh, like, into. Yeah, recalled having seen short using the lobby telephone shortly after she was allegedly seen by patrons of the Crown Grill Cocktail Lounge at 754 South Olive Street, approximately 0.4 miles away from the Biltmore Hotel. Huh. All right. So suspects. An initial investigation on January 21, 1947, a person claiming to be the killer called the office of James Richardson, the editor of the Examiner congratulating him on the coverage and stating that he was going to turn himself in soon. And oh, by the way, expect some souvenirs of, uh, Beth short in the mail. Oh
1: my God. How sick.
0: I know. And not long after a suspicious package arrives with individual words that had been cut and pasted from newspaper clippings. Additionally, a large mess.
1: Were you about to say something? No, but that
0: sounds like the, uh, oh.
1: Zodiac. Yeah.
0: Keep that in mind. <laughs> She's like, just wait. (laughs) wait. Newspaper clippings. Additionally, a large message on the face of the envelope read, here is Dahlia's belongings, letter to follow. The envelope contained Short's birth certificate, business cards, photographs, names written on pieces of paper, and an address book with the name Mark Hansen embossed on the cover the packet had carefully been carefully cleaned with gasoline so anyway yeah her, her they had cleaned everything with gasoline to remove the fingerprints and mm. i guess they were able to glean some prints off of it and they sent it off to the fbi and but somehow like the it got corrupted in transit oh, of course yeah Similarly, similar to Short's body, which led police to suspect the packet had been sent directly by her killer. They did get some prints, though, and sent. Oh, this is what they got. Uh. Sorry. They did get some prints, though, and sent them to the FBI, but they were compromised in transit. And that was that. Also, the same day, a handbag and a black suede shoe were reported to have been seen in a garbage can. The police recovered those items from an alley not far from the Norton Avenue, from Norton Avenue, about two miles from where... Her body was discovered those items had been cleaned with gasoline as well so no prints so the mark hansen of the embossed address book became a suspect as well oh, he was a wealthy local nightclub owner and acquaintance of Elizabeth's. elizabeth's roommate Ann Toth said that he had made sexual advances to her recently and she had rebuffed him so she like basic said he yeah. had reason to kill her because of that which is weird. Like any guy that you rebuff or say no to, like they're has gonna a reason be, to kill you. Right, right. Like what a dangerous world we live in.
1: Well, I mean, if they're off balance and I mean, the way that she was, well, the way that she was murdered kind of just the, the way they cut her face is oh. kind of like mocking. Like she made somebody upset right. because she wasn't nice enough to them or something. I never thought of that. That's mm-hmm. actually that. that
2: yeah. Sense. That seems like it might be out of anger. Yeah. Like that part. That might make
0: sense. Yeah. Anyways, he ends up being cleared of suspicion eventually. Uh, Police also, and I'm not going to go through every single one because there was, I think there was like 50, I think, no, 25 at this time. Police also interviewed several persons found listed in Hans's address book, including Martin Lewis, who had been an acquaintance of Shorts. However, he had a good aliboy as well. A total... Listen to this. Oh, wait, no. Mm -hmm. A total of 750 investigators from the LAPD and other departments worked on the case during its initial stages, including 400 sheriff's deputies and 250 California State Patrol officers.
1: I mean, that's pretty impressive that they had that many. Right? Mm -hmm. On January... Yeah. That's a lot. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I was tripping out how many sailors came to that other case that we were talking about the other day that came and uh, were like going through the swamps and the forests. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. On January 26th, another letter was received by the examiner, this time handwritten, which read, here it is, turning in Wednesday, January twenty-ninth, 10 a.m. Had my fun at police Black Dolly Avenger. That's why he called himself, the Black Dolly Avenger. Whoa. The letter also named a location at which the supposed killer would turn himself in. Police waited at the location on the morning of January 29th, but the alleged killer did not appear.
1: Just playing. Yeah. Which again is kind of reminiscent like t- of the Zodiac. Isn't it? Yes. Dun-dun-dun.
2: Hmm. <laughs> it gets more interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> As she know. continues, it's just like, what the hell's next? Like, right?
1: Ins- I am paying attention.
0: Instead, at 1 p.m., the examiner's office, re- the examiner office, that, that publication, received another cut and pasted letter which read, Have changed my mind. You would not give me a square deal. Dahlia Killing was justified. What? crazy right yeah of course because of the nationwide media frenzy and sensationalism of the case all the crazies came out of the woodwork and the police had to rule every single one of them out right there were 60 confessions most made by men most over the years there have been about 500 people who have confessed to this murder and some hadn't even been born at the time of her death (laughs)
1: that's hilarious. We were talking
0: about that before in a different episode, where Mm -hmm. like people confess the shit that they don't
1: do, don't do. Yeah. Well, it was the Zodiac that we were talking because all these like um, my stepdad fits the thing, and and one of them was like saying that he did kill a bunch of people. Right. It's like what. What? what do you think makes Why? people do
0: that? Oh, like, they want attention, the attention? Like, there was no Facebook back then, so they couldn't take enough <laughs> selfies of themselves <laughs> to put out there? Like, it's just so weird. Like, look at me. And and what a way to say, yeah, look at me. You. Like, arrest me and put me in jail with all the rapists and
1: murderers. And... And negative attention wants attention, too. That's just so fucking weird to me.
0: There were also many suspects and leads that were either ruled out or there was not enough evidence because... What they had was circumstantial. Um, One of those was this guy that was with her the night before her body was found, Robert Red Manley, And I think I already said he's a married man. I feel like I wrote this twice. They dated for a few weeks and he never. Okay. They dated for a few weeks. He says he never slept with her. He he claimed he dropped her off at the Biltmore Hotel in Hollywood. Uh So, yeah, I did already. We talked about that. So he ends up being cleared as well. Okay, so after that day that he drops her off, supposedly six days go by between the last sighting of her. Like so there's this six day period where there's just nothing nobody sees or hears from her. But uh this guy, Steve Hodell, who wrote a book about this. Mm-hmm he investigated this whole t- thing and he ends up saying that there was evidence in there that there like people had talked to her in the, that 6-day mm. interim. So he's like that I don't think that's true. So and I'll I'll tell you why he's relevant coming up here. There are there were and are many suspects hand. Okay. I don't even know what the hell I wrote here. <laughs> I didn't I just started drinking early. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> there were and are may, I really wrote hand. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: there were and are many suspects and the subject has been written about and theorized about extensively. And obviously we don't have time to go down every single one of these. The one thing that really comes across is that she was viciously, viciously maligned in the media called everything from prostitute to a lesbian. Hmm. And I wish I had time to go into that one, but the short of it is that there was a lesbian woman that claimed to have had a relationship with her and even confessed to the murder but she wasn't credible anyway she was basically blamed for her own murder like so many women right. like if sure
1: or if they've been raped yeah. they're blamed yeah uh, because
2: blaming. of her huh gaslighting yeah. yeah I said victim blaming gaslighting all mm-hmm. of yeah
0: totally supposedly because she was so loose mm-hmm. which she wasn't there is one standout subject though that was George Hill Hodell jr. He was a, sus- a suspect in 1947 and came further under the radar because his daughter Tamar ran away from home and accused him of incest. Ooh. So he's this wealthy doctor uh, Ooh, that lives doctor. in Los Angeles, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a trial on the incest a- mm-hmm. accusation. However, he was acquitted mm-hmm. and thought to be because he paid off the DA.
1: Mm-hmm. Like there was payouts
0: involved. Mm-hmm. And I'll- he left the country shortly after this. He just happened to be a physician who ran a VD Mm. clinic in L.A. and an illegal abortion clinic in which it is purported that he did abortions on the down low for many politicians and wealthy people and even the LAPD. Mm. So keep that in mind. And Mm -hmm. don't forget that this is the time of L.A. confidential, like when Mm -hmm. there's so much corruption in the police department Mm -hmm. as well. Wow. So. Apparently she got okay. This is like so. I didn't write all of this stuff down, but like I did. I was listening to a bunch of different like uh things where Steve Hodell, which is his son, uh-huh. uh was discussing his book and like st- elements of his book, and he's just basically saying that uh tomorrow his daughter. Uh, which is Steve's half sister. Like this guy is like Papa's a rolling stone. He has kids from a lot of different women. Wow. And he was just a, a very sexually perverse person. But I guess he had orgies there at the house. What? And somehow uh Tamara was also no involved in these orgies no. where she where she was uh forced to do sex acts. No. Yeah. So, anyway, she runs away from home and they're the police catch her, and they're like, try, they're, she's like, I don't want to nope. go back home. Mm-mm. And I think I read that she got pregnant from mm. her dad and then he performed an abortion. Was that in there in that movie that you were, yeah, reading? or that? Well,
2: show? they didn't talk about it in the movie. Um, I mean, in the show or whatever, they were trying to say that or, or suggest that he was the father mm. to, um, I can't think of their name, Fauna. Fauna.
0: So, yeah, so there's a show on TNT called I Am the Night. And it's got Chris Pine and a few other different actors in it. But I started watching it. It seems really, really interesting. But I think it's loosely based on her life.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how true it is. Right. But they were trying to, like, insinuate that he was, like, the dad to Tamar's daughter. Right. That and he, then that, that she... and
0: they link him to the Dahlia in that show as well, yeah. right? I didn't get yeah. that far. So anyways, yeah, he's this guy is just and the the house that they show in there, that was actually their house. It looks like a huge Mayan temple. And this is how the son describes it. It's like it's called the Franklin House because it's on Franklin Avenue. Mm. It's also a historical house, too. It was uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's. I was just going to say it was Frank Lloyd Wright. Really? Mm-hmm. His son, Lloyd Wright, mm. is the architect of that house. So, and interestingly enough, (laughs) during this time, there was some repairs that needed to be done and he hired, uh, Lloyd, I think his name is Lloyd Wright. It's not Frank Lloyd Wright. It's Lloyd Wright. Hires him to come in and like oversee the repairs to the house. And part of that was like all this cement that was ordered because there's a lot of cement in the house Mm. and these giant, giant bags of cement and, that's why there was, and then cement at her. There was a cement bag that she yeah. was carried in. Wow. I mean, who, like, there's so much circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let me, let me read. Let me, let me. Okay. In fact, it was discovered many years later by his son and former LAPD homicide detective Steve Hodell, who ends up writing several, several books about this, that their house, known as the Franklin House, was bugged by the LAPD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was wired. Completely, and these tapes suspiciously disappear, but wah, wah, wah. the transcripts don't. Oh, they're like locked away somewhere, and he, he ends up with them.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, la, 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 la. So, they surveilled him for several weeks. Um, the actual tapes are gone, but there were transcripts of them, and one of them he even seems to confess to a murder. Wow. And this is word for word from the transcript. It says, "Supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia. Mm. They couldn't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary because she's dead. They thought there was something fishy. Anyways, now they may have figured it out. Killed her. Maybe I did kill my secretary.
1: That's what I was just going to say. Oh, my God.
0: So, oh yeah, did I tell you that he, they suspected him also of killing his secretary, no. Ruth Spalding, to no. cover up his financial fraud? And no. also, uh, like, the other shit that he did on the, the down low at his clinic. What
1: a piece of shit.
0: So anyway, his medical degree and his sexual perversions make him a prime suspect because of the way her body was bisected, which mm-hmm. suggested a skilled surgeon was the killer. In fact, it was this that may have ruled out other suspects. Hmm. There was another quote from the transcripts Hodel with Hodel on the phone. um, And he says, this is the best payoff I've seen between law enforcement agencies. You do not have the right, the right connections made. I'd like to get a connection made in the district attorney's office.
1: What in the hell?
0: So, yeah.
1: Wow. This is so sad for her.
0: So, and then the, the daughter, she basically finds out from the... The cops, oh. when she goes in and she's giving her statement that he's a suspect. Wow. So this is how she knows. Because they told her, hey, he also was a suspect. Like, I don't know why that, how that even came up in their conversation. Mm. But yeah, this is how she found out. So then in October of 1949, Hodell's name was mentioned in a formal written report to the grand jury as one of five prime suspects in the short murder. But none of the names named suspects were submitted to the grand jury for consideration of indictment. So he was on the short list like of five people. Uh-uh. Um, as the investigation was still ongoing by April, 1950, Jemison had gathered enough evidence to charge Hodel and was about to arrest him for the short murder. When Hodel again left the United States, of course, there were other circumstantial things that connected him as well. Like a receipt for giant bags uh-uh. of concrete. There were concrete, there was a concrete, bag found near the scene um, like I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier and then there's also this obsession he has with this artist artist known as Man Ray and they featured him in that I did see that um, that was also his friend and family photographer and he was also known as a he was kind of pervy mm-hmm. Um, it was his unusual way of portraying bodies in his art and the way he mm. she was posed. The Black Dahlia mm-hmm. strikes an eerie resemblance to one of his paintings. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-mm. Steve Hodel makes a very compelling case in some of the YouTube videos and podcasts that I was listening to. So, so much so he presented it to the Los Angeles deputy district attorney, Stephen Kay, to look it over,
1: you know, just to. Yeah, like check this
0: out. Tell tell me if like, you know, this makes sense to Uh you or if I'm on the right track. And he basically told him that if this was presented to him today and this was a modern day case, Uh he'd take it and and run with it.
1: Oh my God. Okay. So he's, it's the guy. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I I think so too. I'm going to go with it. There's a lot of people out there that are like, I don't know. No, I'm going to go with it.
2: But how? (laughs) Because like the way the body was cut, like it's a professional and this guy is a doctor yeah. and he's doing these allergic these allergic mm-hmm. oh, these uh, these illegal backdoor abortions you know i mean the guy knows what the hell he's doing right and so for them to just deny and be like oh no i don't know if that's him or not
0: well and he's molested his daughter like he's o- obviously has some sexual perversions but uh-huh. not only that but the orgies the fact that he's
1: like being he's paying off the yeah she insulted him in some way so he he definitely took it out on her yeah
0: and okay he would never he would never be charged officially and much of the evidence would seemingly disappear in the intervening years until oh. it was dug up by his son in his investigation for the book it was also as if the case was made to go away i want to read the book i do too huh He's there's actually three out there, because even after he he wrote this book, um, that's yes. when those transcripts showed up because he was mm. talking to some guy and he's like, hey, well, I'm going to go look at this, blah, blah, blah. And he ends up going to I think he went to the LAPD or the district attorney's office. And there's these transcripts. Mm. And, and he's like, look what I dug up. Wow. Yeah. Because of the years after the Hodel left the country, the DA's office privately stated that the Black Dahlia case had been solved and Hodel was the killer. Mm. But they didn't have enough evidence to go to trial. Hodel died in 1999. And and this is pretty much where his son and his up until then, aside from what happened with his half sister, Tamar, he like had a relationship with his dad. Mm -hmm. He was like, he thought like, what? And not only that, he this guy had like a, I, I know I wrote it down. He had an IQ of 186. Jeez. He was like a very, like, he was very intelligent, very skilled at what he did and anything that he did. Wow. Ooh. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to start marking when those come, like, uh-huh. is there specific words? Yeah, maybe. All right. So when his dad dies, he goes to, like, his dad's married to this Japanese woman at the time. And, you know. He goes and she's like, You might want this. There's this like book there, and she, it's like pictures of them when they're kids, whatever. It's this tiny little book,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and in there is a picture or two pictures, actually, black and white pictures of some woman posed. And for some reason, it comes into his head, Black Dahlia.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: this, and she, I don't think it's the Black Dahlia, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And a lot of people that have looked at the picture are kind of like, It's, it's iffy, mm-hmm. but. I feel like there was a reason. Like, it's one of those weird things where things come back around. Mm-hmm. So he puts it out of his head because he's got a lot of other stuff going on. And, okay, I just also want to mention his cre- credentials. He had 24 years in the LAPD. Dang. And 18 of those years, he was in homicide, and oh. he closed 300 murders. Well, least.
1: he's no dummy.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, he, I mean, he has credentials mm-hmm. behind him. So, anyways, he puts this out of his head, and then a little while later he's talking to his sister Tamara and they start developing a relationship mm-hmm. again cuz i guess like in the intervening years like after all that shit that happened to her like she kind of spiraled and then they didn't really have a relationship mm-hmm. because he lived on one part of the world and she or lived on one part of the US and she, he she lived on the other part and then after the dad dies they, they do they start talking and she she mentions to him she's like well you know he was a suspect in the Black Dahlia case mm. So he, I might mention, he was five years old when all of this went when the oh, Dahlia was murdered. Okay. He was five years old when t- tomorrow was already a little bit. He she was a lot she older. Was older. Than, she was older. She was from a previous relationship. Mm-hmm. And then he is like, "What? I never knew that." And she's like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "When they brought me in for questioning, they told me." Mm. Then he he starts looking into it, mm-hmm. and and at this time, it's mostly to be like
1: not my to dad. Prove,
0: yeah, to prove that it wasn't the case. And the more he dug. The more he found and he is it was one of those things where you just pulled the thread and you have to keep on pulling right you know what i mean so
1: how sad for him i know to find out that yeah
0: all this stuff about your dad mm-hmm. and even not even that finding out your dad like the length of everything that happened to your sister him being suspected of murdering right. his secretary and there was mm-hmm. something else that they brought them in him in for that they suspected him of as well okay so in his books He also links his father to the lipstick killer of the late 1940s and a Manila jigsaw murder in 1967 in the Philippines, where his dad lived for a time because he left. Um, He ends up marrying a Filipino woman, Mm -hmm. and the murder was pretty much a copycat of the Dahlia murder. Wow. There were several other murders. He also linked him to within a radius of their house on Franklin, which might... I add looks like a Mayan temple and is oh. also supposedly haunted as well. Oh. In fact, at some point they have a, have cadaver dogs at that residence and find evidence that there had been bodies buried Whoa. there, but I guess they didn't dig because it's private property and these people are like, no, you can't do it. That. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, and his book is called *The Black Dahlia Avenger*.
1: That was so good, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, I want to get that book.
0: So crazy, my like... heart's hurting. I mean, it's wild. It
2: really is. It's it's crazy. There's just so, I don't know. And and watching that whole um, show, of course, you know, like we said, it's like loosely based on it, right? You know, but it makes you wonder how much truth is actually in it, right? Um, and then the whole like
0: art thing, you know, yeah. like, um. He was obsessed he with he's... this guy, Man Ray.
2: Yeah, and I was I was looking at pictures like his art because I was like, oh yeah, that's Man Ray. So I was looking at stuff and I'm like, oh, I get it. It's weird. um Yeah, but, I'll probably put but up some it's, pictures. Um, but it's, it was weird because um, in the show, like they show him as a kid, you know, and I don't want to like bring too much, you know, I don't want to like bring it for you. Right. But they show him as a kid and he i guess wanted to be an artist and they told him he was too smart that that he didn't have any um emotion in his art and so they someone told him you need he needs to be like a doctor or something like he's just he's too smart and he's really? just not fit for art I and that's so true. it's interesting it's in the last episode and you'll see it um but it's just interesting you know because you wonder how true that is you know if he really did want to be an artist or if he or if you know, if he wanted to be a doctor, right? Or if he got pushed towards the doctor thing because his IQ and all that, right? So I don't know. I think
0: it was it's the really lipstick murders, where the body was found. Uh, with that's why it was called the lipstick murders. The body was found with the letters. BD put in there and this okay. guy Steve Hodell the the son you know basically says that's my dad's handwriting like yeah. he recognized it and and from one of the letters that were handwritten as well so yeah but then they had I guess it's one of those things that's unreliable like taking a lie detector test like you can have one handwriting suspect or suspect handwriting expert come in and prove that it is and then you have another one yeah. come in and prove that it isn't so it's just like one of those things that's subjective so yeah
2: yeah it's,
0: it's just crazy it's
2: and the whole case is just crazy you know but but that was the thing is that they were trying to say um well because there was a whole book written um let me see um there was a book written called, I have it right here, called Exquisite Court, uh, Surrealism and the Black Dahlia Mur- Murder. Mm-hmm. So they're basically saying that the guy was just into just surrealism. And um, they look at people like Salvador Dali, Man Ray, and like different surrealists and saying that he was like
1: inspired by them. Uh.
2: So yeah it's
1: interesting i think it was him 100 percent.
0: i think so too oh 100 I'm, I'm totally like
1: biased <laughs> i so want
0: to read that guy's book they, i was watching uh, books there was like a it was after his book barely came out and so they had interviewed like people in the la B- pd and actually the detective like i don't I didn't write down his name, but they did. They interviewed the detective and the de- detective was kind of salty about it. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, there was a bunch of other evidence <laughs> in this case that he didn't have access to. And I don't, you know, I don't think I don't think he's on to it. blah. Well, blah that don't we like, don't think it was him. They don't like other people to yeah. solve their stuff. Even though he was had been in the LAPD yeah. for years and years. Yeah. Like, Why wouldn't? Well, Isn't that one of that circular thing that I was talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. here his father was a murderer, and then he ends up in the LAPD. Yeah, that's kind of And then this falls in his lap, like, so many years later. After all these years... Yeah, that's bizarre. But he basically said, this case was solved back in 1940-something. It was solved a long time ago, Mm -hmm. but it was just brushed under the carpet.
1: Mm -mm.
0: So... He was just basically piecing everything back together. And there was a bunch of quotes out there for from people that were like in different like the DA's office and LAPD, different like people and there'd be like, you know, on the down low we solved this case, he was a doctor that used to live on Franklin. There's quotes. Oh God. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. So that's really sad, but this poor well, girl.
2: And then if he's doing these these abortions for LAD, LAPD people, I mean, it kind of makes sense of why they're shooing it under the turn the blind eye to it, because he's doing them a favor that's illegal, you know, mm-hmm. and he oh. has them all in his pocket.
0: One more thing. Uh, when they were surveilling him, they actually... The shorty. <laughs> shorty. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> they there they actually heard in the surveillance tapes that it, a woman screaming and Whoa. like a bunch of shuffling and then it just went quiet. So they end up going in and searching the house at some point and there's nothing there. Whoa. But they and there was also a regime change in the LAPD where the chiefs. So they think that the guy that came in was actually, like... Actually,
1: I think we did a story during that time because we talked about... Uh, <gasps> did you do that? I got chills. Who keeps doing that? Oh my god, I got chills with that one. Look, yeah.
2: Um, so, so wait, that wasn't like st- just me. I like witnessed that
0: static
1: energy. I like, thought
2: my computer was freezing.
0: No, it's messing up our really. They, oh, did we freeze up? Did we freeze up when you? When uh, that
2: like right like now? she when she was telling her story, she was like going like this, and it kind of like. Rose for a
1: second. Oh my gosh! Then... So not only that, but that did it too. Interesting. Oh. Um. Anyway, well, I can't remember what story we did, but they were doing—they were revamping the whole department at that time, right? Because there had been so, the, they had such corruption. a bad
0: reputation, and the guy that comes in is basically like, "All right, we don't want to," because I think there was evidence that there was some corruption that took place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Ooh. Got chills.
0: Yeah. What is happening right now? I don't know, but that's—it's starting to freak me out. Yeah. <sighs> it, it does that so much. I think you're just—you have an electric personality, <laughs> and you're causing
1: interference with her. But our... I'm getting chills <laughs> and stuff. That never happens. I get chills every time I'm around you. Like, you guys are freaking
2: like... me out now. I'm hearing noises. <laughs>
1: I thought I, thought I, I saw over here
0: something behind my dogs you. Over here scratching his head. I almost rented <laughs> I almost rented the movie The Black Dahlia. Ooh. But I watched the preview and I was just like it just looked like stupid. Like they really wanted to go into the whole lesbian thing. Like oh, it was just like they were just goodness. playing up that part. Which is so what if she was, but I don't think I I just I don't, don't think, think she that was. was the case. No. I think they were like just think about the
1: 1940s, how fucking judgmental. I mean, people are judgmental now
0: yeah. about women.
1: Yeah. I think um, the connection between yours and mine is um, the abortion thing. Is it? I don't know. That's what I think. Hmm. All right. Now I can't wait to hear your story. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun.
0: There's, this was like, there was so much stuff. Like, mm. I feel like, like I could keep on talking about this. There was just so much stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Like, I feel like I could do a whole episode, episode? on just George Hodel. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there's more bodies. Oh, there is. Like, him. he linked it to, like, so many other murders. Like, yeah. and, and you know what? That's one of the things that I thought about when, like, I was actually looking at the, the whole Dahlia case a while back was, mm-hmm. like, this sounds like a serial killer. Like, there has to be more bodies. Like, who does that?
1: He sounds like the Zodiac Killer.
0: Oh, wait. Oh. He does, in his book, I didn't put it in here, Mm -hmm. but in his book, and this is what has some people kind of like, okay, you had me up until you tried to link him to the Zodiac Killer, but he feels like his father father might have been responsible for some of the Mm -hmm. murders.
1: I think it sounds possible. So,
0: anyways, I guess it's worth a read to read his book. All right. I can't wait to hear your story. What's what's going on at the comedy store? Okay. Okay. Are we ready? Let's talk about it.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Oh my god, don't start. <laughs> oh my god, not the laugh.
1: <laughs> oh shoot! I'm gonna dislocate things. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. Okay. <sighs> She's getting ready to be a comedian. <laughs> At the comedy store. At the
1: comedy store. (gasps) Okay. And go. go. It uh uh uh. It was originally built. What is going on? I don't know. Like my whole head, like my
0: hair, just stirred up on my. Okay. Can I stop getting goosebumps? Maybe we
1: have some of the ghosts of the comedy store. We might have to just start clearing things. (laughs) Okay, the comedy store. It was built oh burpee in the 1930s
0: while you do your story i'm sorry i'm gonna put on the, the thingy so
1: i can the ghost box Ghost
0: box. well not the ghost box the, the word thingy because the ghost box is too it's just too much well, it's it still a ghost
1: box it yeah. just gives
0: us words i mean i could turn it up and you could actually hear the words but it's that's a, it, no, it's annoying yeah it's annoying
1: okay It was built in the 1930s. Before, I have to read ahead because I thought I made a mistake. (laughs) All right, before this building was the Comedy Store. In 1972, it was known as C-Rose. C-Rose. Like S or C? C C C-I-R-O-S. C-Rose. In the 1940s and 50s, it was a fancy, like, Super hip nightclub where like all the famous people would go. So like Lucille Ball, Cary Grant, Katherine Hepburn, uh, Humphrey Bogart, all those people would hang out oh, wow. there. Yeah, it was like the Frank Sinatra, Betty Davis, all these fancy people. They have some really cool pictures online. Really. Of people, open it up there. Huh. Like all their fancy furs and just like, yeah. So it, was, it was the place to be. It really was. It's, I, that's right up my alley. I love looking at that stuff. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> but. Ooh. It says buried. Buried. Who's buried? Is it backwards? So if you think about places like that, those uh, those kinds of places that were really hip with all the famous people. Uh-huh. You're still getting chills. chills. Um, the Mafia. Like to be part of those things, too. So um, it was home to many mafia kingpins back in the day. Mm -hmm. So they say, um, ooh, like some people think Bugsy, you know, like he owned a lot of stuff. Bugsy Siegel. Mm Mm-hmm. They say that he owned it, but I don't think he did. I think they he just had his hands in it. Okay. But anyway, he, it was a, a, a big mobster named Mickey Cohen, who I think was under Bugsy. And then, anyway, um, he was one of the,
0: <gasps> no. It said, Daddy,
1: no. Daddy, no. Why? Well, this with, all this has to do with my story. Yep. It has to do with her story. Yeah, I was going to
2: say, that reminds me of your story. <laughs>
1: yep. Buried? Oh. Daddy? Mm. That's no. all the goosebumps right now. Yep. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's getting ready to say something else. Just keep going. I'll tell you guys you... Okay. I'm still getting
0: goosebumps. It hasn't stopped. It's like non-stop.
1: They're around you. Okay. Anyway, it is said that many of those who did him wrong, Mickey Cohen that is, so Mickey Cohen, he even had his own office in c I do remember seeing that on Ghost Adventures. Because yeah. I did watch that episode. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I it wish was, I could have watched it. It was like it.
0: one of those, it, it just looks spooky to go up. You, mm-hmm. Like they showed, they pan up these stairs up to mm-hmm. this office. And they, then they like did the whole recreation
1: of, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, he had his own office up there. But, but it is said that many of those who did him wrong ended up as... Those who now haunt the property. Right. But what he did was if somebody did him wrong, they were killed right there in the basement. Right. So they, I saw somebody say something about a hole in the wall and they would have him come in and they'd shoot him through the hole mm-hmm. in the wall. Mm-hmm. That was pretty crazy. So, yeah, there's a lot of dead gangsters somewhere in there. I love
0: those old gangster stories. Yeah. Especially, like, you think of them more on the East Coast, but, like, no, there there's a, a lot. lot of shit that went down, like, Nevada, even mm-hmm. here. here. And, yeah.
1: It still goes... They're still here. <laughs> there's still here. stuff here. When I was doing some research. Insanity. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is making total sense. Dude,
0: I'm telling you the last few times, besides last week, mm-hmm. like, this thing is starting to... It, like, is...
1: And it answers us.
0: It's literally having stuff to do with, like, what we're talking about. Yeah, it's not
1: just random stuff. Yeah, it's just, okay. Mm. All right. All right. Uh, It makes sense that it's mafia-related ghosts because, wait, what? Oh, oh. I
0: like what she's like,
1: what yeah. did I write? What did I write? Story? Well, it was what? like, <laughs> while I'm watching stuff, I'm like, well, it makes sense that they're all mafia-related ghosts because nobody's saying like, I, I just saw Richard Pryor walk by. Music. Hmm. Well, this was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody's saying that they see Richard Pryor or uh, Sam Kennison walking by right. as in ghost form. <laughs> anyway, during this time uh, of the twenties, forties, fifties, mobster Mickey Cohen ran a brothel right next to the Ceros. Hmm. Besides demanding a cut of the club's profits, which was cost a lot of businesses in the area paid for for like security and stuff right. like that, it was just part of what you did for gangsters. Mm-hmm. Um, Mickey set up his headquarters in an office located upstairs. We already said Ooh, this thing. Plants. Official mob, unpleasant business was taken care of downstairs in the basement, which I already told you. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It says dis- Wait, disembodied blood? disembody. Okay, the <gasps> last
0: three words were plants, disembody, and blood.
1: And her blood was drained. Oh. Mm. It, oh it's oh yeah. all to do with my story. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Okay, anyway, there was a killing... And torture room to hurt, punish, and kill problem people. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, come on. stop. He doesn't know that. Stop looking shit up. Stop <laughs> watching shows before. I, I mean, I, we I talked did. About we this. were going to do. We well, were going to do this. So that's yeah. why I even looked at it. And I only pulled it up because I really this couldn't was think of anything ago. else cool enough to do. Yeah. So I'm like, can I just do this? Anyway, um, customers who couldn't pay their gambling debts, romance, the wrong waitress or showgirl, or were guilty of some other offense, were the ones who suffered and died here. In the basement, there was also an abortion clinic. Interesting. It was set up for showgirls, prostitutes, and girlfriends of mobsters to get rid of their tummy bumps. (laughs) I do remember that. These women probably didn't have a choice in this matter. A nurse of questionable skill who was on Mickey's payroll performed illegal abortions. But now that you did your story, I wonder if that doctor was ever a part of this. Hmm. Because he wasn't far from this Mm -hmm. place. Just saying. And he did know a lot of the wrong people. Right. And the right people. Right. So I just wonder how many times was he called over to help out over here. Just saying. I don't know why. I just got the feeling even though they had this nurse that didn't know shit. One woman died from her abortion and the nurse was publicly humiliated and probably killed by the dead woman's boyfriend.
0: Oh wow. Like oops.
1: Yeah. Hmm. You like fucked it, that you're, up. You're Guess you're going to die now.
0: A legal thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, my <gasps> brother. That's crazy. Uh in the 60s it was a rock club. Uh they don't really say too much about it except for that's where the birds, the group, the birds <laughs> were discovered. Oh my god. I'm really sorry. <laughs> now if it just says you it says screw. <laughs> screw. Were they screwing people in the head? Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Then um okay, so it was the rock club, but just for a short time and then in nineteen seventy two is when it became the comedy store. And it was Sammy and uh, Mitzi uh, Shore, I believe, were the original owners. But Mitzi, bottom line is, Mitzi Shore, who is Polly Shore's mom, yeah, she um she ended up getting it in the divorce, basically, and then like purchasing more of the land around and making it bigger, or more of the buildings and making it bigger. Late one night, Blake, Carla,
0: it says Mira. M I R A. Hmm. But whenever I get a word like that, I always wonder if it's
1: in Spanish. Like Mira. 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 What does that mean? Look. Anyway, late one night, Blake Clark and a coworker explain how they witnessed
0: ghostly effervescence.
1: Yeah. They're trying to they're trying to channel. Anyway. So I watched the Unsolved Mysteries. Did you see that one? Mm -mm, Oh, you didn't? I did not. So is an old, old, old unsolved mysteries. Obviously, but the the comedy store was beginning for some was the beginning for some like Richard Pryor, Roseanne Barr, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams. I mean, every single comic,
0: comedy. They have
1: all gone through there on unsolved mysteries. One of the waitresses speaks Lipetsk. She, she yeah. She talks at this time. <laughs> she speaks at this time when, okay. So at the beginning of the night, they the waitresses would make up all the tables. They'd put on, um, you know the what do you call it tablecloth. Mm-hmm. They'd put on an ashtray
2: mm-hmm. and a candle. Right.
1: So she they, she did that to all the tables, and then she walked around the corner to get her drink. When she came back. The linens were all folded up, the ashtrays were all stacked up, the candles were all put back, everything was put back in place. And wow. just the amount of time it took her to walk around the corner, get her drink and come she was only gone a minute. That's crazy. Yeah. She said the waitresses said stuff like that would happen all the time. They would like get the place ready, come back, come back and it would all be. But but at least it was neatly put away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't thrown on the ground, huh?
2: Sidebar. Sidebar. Your camera keeps going dark, and then... Light. So does yours
1: right now. And then and then
2: those lines that me oh. and Carlin were talking about, those lines... That's where? you're showing up.
1: Really? See so, yeah. Okay, 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 I'm ready. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm kind of excited that you didn't see this, because you know what I like? You saw Ghost... Adventures, Jeepers. Adventures. This is accounts by the people who were there. Right. This is people who really, again? Yeah. Insanity. People who really experienced stuff. Like, almost everybody has a story. Right. To this place. It's crazy. Anyway. Okay. The waitresses, I said. Okay. So, one of the comedians, Joey Gaynor, who was working as a doorman at the time, because... She really made people pay their dues. Right, like they all had to start the piano guy, doorman, whatever.
2: Right, and
1: do the grunt work. Yeah, and um, at the time, a lot of the comedians weren't being paid. It was like it's just a privilege for you to work here. Mm -hmm. But then they all went on strike, like all over the place for those comedy places, and ended up they had to be paid. Oh, so they were
0: kind of being taken advantage of by a lot of different comedy places. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So I could see that. I mean, they do, and they look at her, Mitzi, as like a mom. She started their careers and they're really thankful to that, but she was getting away with not paying them.
0: Have you ever for a watched, uh,
1: is it the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes. I love that. I love that show. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it to come back. I've taken a little break from it, but I do like it. Okay. So, uh, He was working as a doorman, but he's also a comedian. And uh, he tells a story of locking up. Oh, he was locking up and he shuts off the lights and he starts to go outside and or out the door. And two candles that were sitting on a table, Mm -hmm. they just ignite by themselves. So he's like, "Okay, like, did I not see that those were lit or, you know, he's like, what? So he walks over, he blows them out starts to go out the door they ignite again just those two candles they're sitting on the table and then he's like well maybe i didn't blow them out all the way so he walks back over he blows them out starts to walk out they ignite again and he's like fuck that i'm out (laughs) See yeah leave them lit i'm out So, um, anyway, on another night he went out, he went to shut the lights off. Oh, so he went to shut the lights off. Um, he's like, he, when he tells the story, he says, I went to shut the lights off. It takes all about four seconds for me to walk over here, shut these lights off. Right. By the time I turn around and I walk over to the, like the front of the stage, there's all these chairs from the audience area stacked up on each other
2: right like
1: stacked up stacked up high and he's like there's no human way like somebody could do it in four seconds somebody could stack that many chairs up and without making a sound like he, he would have heard somebody doing that the way they're all stacked and how how can they do that without them falling down right what's that say it said grew and then it said white white um Anyway, so that was a weird thing. Right. And then another comedian, Blake Clark, also served as a doorman at one time, but he's also a comedian. He's actually pretty famous. He was on like Johnny Carson a lot and stuff anyway. And he also explains his experience of walking into the main room and the stage. He's walking like. Through the tables and stuff. And the bar stool that's on the stage just starts sliding across the stage all by itself. Mm-mm. And he's very quick to say, like, it wasn't an earthquake. There wasn't a breeze. Like, the thing just because moved it's by like itself.
0: John Travolta sliding <laughs> across.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like, <laughs> So that freaked him out. <clears throat> so the two of them, Blake Clark, and oh crap! What was the guy's name? Joey Gaynor. Mm-hmm. We're both closing up at one time, and they're they're kind of talking about their ghostly experiences. Like you know, have has anything ever happened to you? Blah blah blah. <clears throat> Joey starts taunting the ghost. He's like, "Well, come on! What are you going to do now?" And all of a sudden, this ashtray like levitates mm-hmm. in the air, and then gets thrown across the room against a wall.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that freaked them out. That's <clears throat> what I'm gonna do. Yeah, don't fuck with me, and Michael. And those things are heavy,
0: right? Those old school ashtrays. I'm thinking of those like big green.
1: No, I think it was just like the plastic ones oh, that little... they set at oh. the table. But all still, right. it was it was a big one. It was like. You know, like a duel, so that person over here and the person over here. It wasn't like a little Isn't one it like crazy this. crazy to think that, like, you would go somewhere and people actually smoked indoors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like back in the day, like, you couldn't yeah. even go to have a pancake yeah. at the Waffle House. You could smoke in a grocery store. Right. You could smoke on an airplane. Right. Yeah, that you was could, weird. You could drink whiskey. I remember yeah, living work in it. California.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you worked in an advertising agency or something.
1: That's so crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, well.
0: I Uh, wish you could still drink whiskey at work. We can. They they need to bring it. Oh, we're working. This is technically us working here. Oh. That's our whiskey. Oh, wait. Vodka. Vodka.
1: Vodka. 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 Anyway, Michael Becker was the manager at the time. Oh, okay. He was the man. They probably talked about him on Ghost Adventures or whatever. Anyway. Michael Becker was manager at the time, and he was total skeptical of the stories being told, and then he had his own experience. So he's working in his office. There were three of them. There was, he was on a phone like outside his office. And then there was like, like where a secretary or somebody, I don't know who the guy was, was sitting at a desk and somebody was in his office using his desk. And so he's on the phone. He's like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then he sees this man in like 40s garb, you know, Mm -hmm. with like the suit the, like the pinstripe suit and right. the hat, fedora. The mobster. Yeah. The whole mobster look. Walk into his office. And so he's watching it. Well, it looks like this other guy uh, at the desk is watching it too. And so they both run into the office and there's the guy at the desk. They're like, where'd the guy go? And he's like, what guy? <laughs> you didn't see some guy walk in here? And then he's like, no, I didn't see anybody come in here. Interesting. Yeah, so he had his um, ghost experience by actually seeing an apparition of one walk into his office. And then, now let me go back to that one where um, late one night where Blake Clark and a co-worker explained how they witnessed a metal gate. So I guess in the hallway, in certain parts of the hallway, there was this gate, It's a metal, you know, crisscross kind of gate, Mm -hmm. and they are watching it breathe. Like it would slowly, it was bending, like contracting, and yeah, it was just bent. Yeah, it was kind of slowly doing that, and then it just bent all the way out, and you could hear it like squeaking (laughs) because it's bending like it shouldn't. So it's like. I like how Shorty snored right
0: when you were doing that. She's like.
1: (laughs) anyway it had this spooky squealing noise um okay so although everyone says the ghosts that reside there are not very threatening like oh they only throw ashtrays at you and stack up chairs but they're not threatening everybody is afraid to go in the basement which i'm sure zach probably found a demon or something down there um i don't remember well the basement is where there was we,
0: some activity in the basement.
1: Yeah. Everybody says... There was negative activity yes, in the basement. Everybody says they feel that they don't... Nobody will even go in the basement, basically, is what they say. So, uh, one night, they're kind of like challenged. Blake and Joey are challenged to go down into the basement. This dog is snoring over my whole story. <laughs> Am I boring you? Anyway, it's loud. <laughs> They were challenged to go into the basement and while exploring around, okay, so I don't even know how to describe this thing that they saw, but it was like this shadowy, squiggly like apparition that was like moving like, <laughs> like one of those things that are in front of car places that do this, but oh. it wasn't slow and um, it had no face or any kind of anything. Right. It was just this shadowy... Blobby thing that apparition manifestation thing that was, and it was huge. And so Joey is like going, Get back, stay away, I'm trying to make it stay away. <laughs> the sign of the cross. <laughs> and then it just kind of, I compel you. He's like, Get away. And then it just kind of hovered there for a while. And then it, it like, bro- you know, like this breeze, cold breeze went just like. By them, hmm. yeah, and yeah, it, was like, a, it, it, it was like it—it was like a that's cold creepy. breeze and it's mist. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: If I saw something going,
1: that would scare the shit out of me. Yeah,
0: I would—I wouldn't stand there to be like. I'd just
1: be like oh. gone. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, then they both like took off, but once it, I think they were just kind of frozen in fear. Catherine. Oh. Interesting. Okay, so in 1982, Doctor Taft. And his UCLA parapsychology team came to investigate the comedy store. Did you hear mm. about that? Mm-mm. Because of all the activity in the and of the spirits, which this thing is acting weird right now. Right. When they got to the backstage area of the dressing rooms, two coins fell from the ceiling. When they got to the basement, the psychic doctor Taft suddenly was overcome by agonizing pain in his legs, which they're assuming that's because mobsters, you know, like to break legs. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, he had picked up the horrible pain. Some unfortunate soul had suffered inflicted by someone else.
0: Interesting. One tortured
1: tactic of the mob was to break legs and knees. In 1994, a segment for the TV series series Haunted Hollywood, which I could have I couldn't find it anywhere, it was filmed in the original main room. Dr. Taft came along to watch the taping. Uh, he saw in the back of the room, three men, all dressed in 1940 style suits, including the fashionable wide lapels. Coldness. Oh, I just said that. Huh. With the shadowy thing. Right. Ooh. Creepy. After the filming, everyone packed up and left, leaving Taft the last one to leave taft came up to acknowledge them as they were still standing there so he's acknowledging these 1940s anemia guys maybe we are anemic <laughs> maybe that's why i'm, I'm anemic saying. maybe you are oh are you oh well there you go slowly okay okay so now taft because he's a psychic so he sees these guys and now he walks up to him. Uh, Taft came up to them to acknowledge them as they were still standing there. However, these solid-looking, solid-looking apparitions disappeared before his eyes.
0: Crazy. Drawing. Um,
1: paranormal EXP. It's a... I watched their stuff on YouTube. Conducted four overnight investigations at the world-famous comedy store in West Hollywood. In September 2011, their results were compelling in what they captured in hard evidence, evidence which is why I documented it. Right. Documented it. Documented <laughs> it. Oh, and what I just read about Taft, that came from a website called hauntedhouses.com. Interesting. Okay. So paranormal group, oh wait, I don't know if I want to read this yet because I want to read this part. In 1997, parapsychologist Dr. Larry Montz, Montz or Montz, I don't know, was asked by Mitzi Shore, the owner of the comedy store, to investigate the reports of paranormal activity. Dr. Montz conducted the first informal investigation of the comedy store back in 1981 hmm. along with the other famous Hollywood properties this time now 1997 at invita- at the invitation of Mitzi he has returned with the team of various psychic oh my god okay so wait so he shows up with like four or five other people psychics and they discover five resident ent- entities okay i'm going to go over these but i can't wait to tell you who one of the psychics is Oh my is. Gosh. Okay. okay um one is francis nicknamed gus which is um identified as a mafia hitman related to william wilkerson he was uh the owner of the nightclub of Oh, okay, I do
0: remember that uh-huh. name. Okay.
1: And then Anthony, identified as a mafia hitman also a part of Zero's time. Ellen, an older woman employed to conduct backstreet abortions during the Zero's days. Sharon, a young woman who dies during an abortion performed by Ellen, which they said. All right. Um Steve <laughs> Lebitkin. Le- Lubitkin? A New York comedian who committed suicide in West Hollywood June nineteen seventy nine. Oh wow. He was told he wasn't very funny, I guess, then. He Uh-oh, went across so bad. he went across the street and jumped from that building and they think his intention, because of his note, was to actually land on the comedy store building. Oh yeah. wow. Like in your face, clean this up. Anyway, according to this channel. They said that it's believed that by the end of 1997, the ISPR cleared or crossed over the resident entities of Ellen and Sharon. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, Gus and Anthony remain full-time residents.
0: Anthony didn't want to go?
1: No. And what they said about, uh, I may have put it on here. I'm just going to keep reading. In 1999, Dr. Monts. Returned to the comedy store to field test a new ISPR trio of psychics. Oh, okay, here we go. The late Peter James, Linda McKenzie, and his first US paranormal field investigation, Derek Acora. Okay. Derek is the guy from my last story do you remember me talking about him he was the psychic that was in the tunnels oh. and then he was like I think I got hit by a, a stick you know right. what I mean? he's like okay he is very dramatic right everything is extremely dramatic and even when he's having a conversation like somebody's like I feel them touching yes 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 he gets like he interrupts people and um and it's just like, very animated, very dramatic, very over the top. Anyway, that's he's from scariest places. <laughs> Is there a dog that she's playing with?
0: I don't know. Is there a tail wagging? Ah.
1: oh, <laughs> okay. You're when on they, mute. Um, yeah, he came up and he wanted to play. When they when they begin, they head down to a room where Peter James immediately picks up. Um, I said Peter James, the late Peter James. Yeah. Picks up on on a smell of medicine, and then hears the cries of babies, Mm. and they don't know that they don't know the history, so they're all like
0: the whole abortion. Yeah, um, that's crazy. That it doesn't seem very big, mm -mm. and then in that space they have. All that stuff going, on That's a lot of things to happen in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that doesn't seem very sanitary. Killing people
1: and having abortions and breaking people's knees. Yeah. I don't know. They then show Linda McKenzie in another area holding her head. So she, it almost looked like she was channeling something because she kind of looked like she was in a trance. She starts, as she's talking, she starts holding her head and it starts hurting more and more and more. And she's like, it, it was like um, she started to feel someone who had been shot in the head oh. when he was supposed to shoot someone else. So they, they said, we need you to go down there and shoot this person. But then actually, he's the one him. that got shot in, from the hole. Uh. That secret hole. <laughs> they tricked him. Uh, she says she sees Anthony standing behind one of the men in the group named Steve. So Steve's a real live person. She sees Anthony standing behind him. Um, The entity, Gus... Has said that he has remained at the comedy store because he thought he was going to hell, so he stays there. He'd rather be at the comedy store than hell. Right. Um. Linda channels Gus and then has a choking feeling and begins to cry and panic. So they're like, "Let go, Linda!" Like they're trying to tell her, like, you know, separate Linda, yourself Linda, from Linda, him.
0: Linda. Linda.
1: Linda. Linda. <laughs> And she, um, she's panicking because she can't, she can't get that spirit off her, I'm assuming.
0: Interesting. Yeah, that would
1: freak me out. Yeah. Uh, John Rasmus.
0: Have you ever had any experience like that where?
1: They won't let go? Yeah.
0: No. Have you ever had a choking experience?
1: I've had experiences where they've made me feel they're stabbing. I've had them where they've kind of, yeah, remember? And Jerome. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that.
0: That was from somebody being hanged, right? Yeah.
1: That's great. Um, I think I'm going to go back up here so I don't forget to say this. So, Paranormal Group, that EXP on YouTube mm-hmm. recorded, they recorded, you can hear this on their YouTube channel. They did get some good evidence. You could hear footsteps and disembodied sounds of a woman and a bright light orb when. Um, So there's a photo. They're in this room that has a lot of stuff in it. And they have a photo. And they're asking it to touch the photo. And you see this bright energy that kind of comes and then, like, goes to the photo. It's very interesting. Hmm. And somebody even from their end is like, does anybody have a flashlight down there? Because it was so bright. It was crazy. And then they also receive emotional feelings. Ow. And even to the point of eyes watering they also caught the mist you can see it mm-hmm. that has been reported by many so i guess in one room there's like a, a big window and people report seeing a mist in there right. they actually got video coverage of Interesting. that yeah and they tried to debunk it and they couldn't So that's they're... a lot a lot of phenomena in one place oh yeah And the fact that they actually got proof of the stuff that people are saying is kind of cool. So um, they had mentioned, okay, so they had walkie talkies and they had gotten off the walkie talkies. And 10 seconds later, they were like, have you noticed our walkie-talkies haven't gone off at all? You know, they're not making any, not beeping. And then 10 seconds later, they started going, like somebody was trying to mess with them. And they even showed, like, in order to to make these go off, you have to push these buttons. And they showed, like, to show people, like, you have to do this. Right. While filming, one of the guys walks up to an open door... That closes as he gets up to it without any human assistance. It just closes. Right. They account for everyone's whereabouts as to show that it happened on its own. They try to recreate the door closing to debunk it. As Jason, one of the guys on the crew, approaches, he says, I'm going to walk in here and I want you to do that again. And they receive an EVP that says, I'll do it again. What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> on their digital recorder, it that's says on that. the nose. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really interesting. I mean, this is probably some of the best evidence I've seen. Speed. Um, to add to this, they then show a clip of a comedian Jeff Scott had a similar experience with the same door. Um, at one point, they say something to the ghosts about being quiet. When they then drop a paper photo. On the head of another one of the crew members. Oh, my so sorry. I love how people are texting me this late. I mean, it's only 10 o'clock. It's Friday night. Right. I'm so old. <laughs> this late. This late at night. Damn, people. I'm and I'm just over kidding. here
2: thinking nine o'clock's late. I'm like, why the hell people text me oh. nine o'clock at night? Chill.
1: Okay. Okay, so, so anyway. As I get the chills. uh, What was I I saying? I think I'm very suggestible tonight. (laughs) Well, telling the crew it is time to wrap it up, they get a response, no, on their walkie-talkies.
0: They're like, don't leave. You can hear it. We're not
1: done. It says no. Um, Then it sounds as if someone's trying to talk on the walkie-talkies. That leaves them all a bit spooked out. I should mention that they even, okay, I already did mention that. That they demonstrate their walkie-talkie button. Right. Um, Another group called Mr. Moes, M-O-E-S, on YouTube, shows pictures and some silent video clips of themselves while allowing us, the listeners, to hear the EVPs they received in response to their questions. One of the guys asks, okay, so the guy's a bit hefty, and you hear an EVP that says, The fat one. (laughs) Uh, That's rude. They really breezed over that one. (laughs) They ask if there is spirit in here with us. Can you please say the word spirit? And they get a response. Spirit.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, They ask. They're
0: getting intelligent response. Yes.
1: They ask how many were here with them at the response. uh, Oh, they said, okay, so how many, how many. Spirit are in here with us, and they hear many. They ask if the bishop was here, which I guess is the nickname of Sam Mm Kennison. And Spirit responds by saying, Bishop, but that's him, Sam. While showing pictures of themselves there while doing EVPs, the photo shows Spirit energy orbs actually on them. Like Mm. you can see the energies actually on them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This has a lot. Right. Like I'm there's kinda a lot. I'm kinda okay that yeah. I didn't see the um
0: Oh yeah. That's Ghost definitely, Adventures. Definitely more stuff.
1: Okay, so then there's this comedian, Bobby, I think it's Bobby Lee, but he, he does a lot of um podcasts and stuff and shows them on YouTube. And also with, uh, what's his name? Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and Bobby, who was a comedian, he has like story after story after story. Cause he spends, he was spending every night there. Right. So he has a lot of stories, but anyway, he witnessed things. He said it was, oh, it said that Mitzi would have an exorcism done there every year in her office to clear her office. Um he says that one night at 2:30 in the morning, uh he was wondering why they weren't closing up and when the manager told him they couldn't close up yet because they were getting ready to do something. He told them not to go up there so up in this I I'm assuming it's I know it's oh it's called the belly room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they were going up into the belly room. Uh that and it's called the belly room cuz they used to do belly dances in there, but you now it's comedy place so then they started only that's where the the woman women comics were doing the comedy shows and then they were like well that's kind of bogus why are you putting us separate separate but anyway okay so they're like don't go up there we're doing something and of course he says he snuck up there to see what they were doing and he sees like twelve people dressed in these cloaks, mm-hmm. Did you? yeah. Okay, that's creepy. And Ooh. with candles and chanting, it was people like trying to conjure up Andy Kaufman.
0: What the hell? Yeah,
1: one of the people was Lil- Lily Tomlin. He said that was he tried to get a look at the people, uh-huh. and he only got a good look at um, Lily Tomlin and. Bob Samuda. Wait, Andy these were Skitchard. actual people up there in yeah. cloaks, like trying to channel. Yeah, Lily Tomlin was that's, one of them. That's creepy. Yeah, but Why? that's some crazy Lily Tomlin shit. Though. Yeah, like
2: <laughs> she's fantastic, and she's so like it made
1: me want to meet wild. Okay, right when it just did that yeah. static thing, my yeah. phone went. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so then hold on, let me finish wiping my nose. Um, he says, Carla lebeau said that when okay so sam kennison used to actually stay there he stayed the night there he had like a little area that he would sleep him and this other comic right and carla Carl, carla carla i don't know who anyway this other comic anyway the comic woke up seeing sam kennison elevated levitating off the ground, like high up off the ground. He said, one of them, he said by his ankles, but we'll just go with levitating off the ground. Okay. Sam Kennison, he's not a small man. I mean, he is no. small, but he's a chunky man. And, uh, but wait, this is while Sam Kennison was still alive? Still alive, oh. living at the comedy store. They were sleeping. But then there's also a story about, um, oh God, let me think here. That's I, a lot I just of shit had it
0: in one place. Yeah.
1: Oh, so then there's another comedian, and the comedian even jokes about it now, I guess, about his spine being all fucked up. But he was actually levitated by spirit, supposedly, and then dropped down. And um, actually, wow, he actually, his spine was broken because of it. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I kind of think I'm glad that I didn't (laughs) see the uh ghost adventures because i got some good stuff without it and you know zach just kind of he might have tainted he's a lot he's a lot but they did get some cool stuff uh
0: they had a comedian i can't remember who it was now was he asian no uh, jeff i think his name is jeff something oh he was he went up and was doing a set Really quick, mm-hmm. and
1: the oh, so there's this Jeff guy. I, I think I know who you're talking about because he used to play the piano and do the lighting and stuff. Uh-huh. And he's also a comedian. Uh-huh. He owns a ton of artifacts from like when it was um CeeLo's and when it's the comedy store, too. He owns a ton of stuff, right? He's got tons of stories about, I mean spooky ones and he actually will say he's not sure if it's haunted but he's got a lot of history about the place yeah
0: this guy was he was a skeptic Mm -hmm. but they had turned off the lights on the step on the stage Mm -hmm. and when he said this guy's name the stage just lit up oh and the
1: lights had they were off there was no way unless so it was kind of cool yeah so it's got to be that jeff guy that you you can actually get on YouTube and see if you just put up comedy store. It, it, his, Are his you talking about comedy. Jeff Scott? I think so. Because it's interesting just to hear the stories. Oh, yeah, it's this guy. Okay.
0: No, that wasn't the the comedian, though. In the
1: No, this one. Oh, here's his name with Jeff. Jeff Scott. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, but that's not the guy I'm thinking of. Oh. was on Ghost Adventures.
0: No, I believe you that he has to do with your. But the guy that was actually on the stage.
1: Oh, you asked me if it was Jeff Scott, and I'm oh, saying no, 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 yes, no, no. it was. This guy was. I think okay. his name was Jeff.
2: Harlan, when you were talking about that um, person levitating, yeah, the camera, the, well, the voice and camera like, glitched out for a second. Did it? It, it glitched again.
1: Where? You know what's crazy? So many of my friends loved Sam Kennison. I really, I just couldn't. like I didn't understand his I just, comedy the, the screaming I yeah. just couldn't listen to it his whole show was him screaming and I just couldn't listen to it yeah I didn't get into him at all I didn't think he was funny yeah, it's sorry my favorite innocent. you're probably a great dude but not my kind of comedy um, was that the end of your story oh I'm done
0: oh you're done <laughs> I was just
1: psychopath.
0: Didn't we get that one before?
1: Mm, no.
0: Interesting.
1: That's it. That was good. That was a lot of yeah. activity. Well, I mean, there's more. I mean, look, you watched Ghost Adventures, and they got stuff. Yeah, they got a bunch of stuff, but mean, not like that. That was mm. that seems like it was more stuff. It was good stuff. Yeah. I liked, I liked it. I liked it because I got to actually... Witness, and it's people who actually work there who are telling the stories, right? It's not like hearsay, or I don't, I mean, it is hearsay, but it's actually from I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was good, I thought it was too. Why is this driving me Probably crazy? could have dug into murders, into more of the grungy stuff, but I want Jeff, huh? Jeff, Jeff Ross, huh? Jeff Ross, I wanted to get more into the hauntings, so I skimmed over all that stuff real quick.
0: You skipped over the history stuff?
1: Yeah, it seems to be not as interesting. People want to hear the, ghosties, the ghost stuff. Right? You know? Blow. Mm. It's blow. Saying, blow me. Blow. Oh, that's Sam Kennison telling me. <laughs> <laughs> blow me. Black Dahlia and the Comedy Store. Oh, Does so it? yeah. That's what I wonder if... That connection to the comedy store was like that doctor. I wonder. Well, think if the nurse was... Killed? Killed. And he had to... Maybe they needed a doctor.
0: Could be. Was it around the same time, like in the 40s? Oh.
1: 40s and then 50s. That's crazy. And that show
2: kind of made it seem like... The doctor had, like, mafia people in his oh, pocket,
1: too. Oh, really? and it make
0: sense. Interesting.
2: Yeah. And so when you guys were talking about it,
1: I was like, hmm. Possible. Mm-hmm. Interesting connections. Mm-hmm. Possibilities. Remember. Ritual
0: and remember.
1: Hmm. And it was all in that same area.
0: There's a lot of stuff that would like, the, there's the Listen, whole Listen, L.A.
1: Cecil. L.A. was just.
0: Like, I wonder, like, if we oh, mapped it all out. I'm still watching the Cecil, too. Yeah. The did you finish crazy. watching
1: that one, on mm-hmm. one? I did. Yeah. Yeah, But I still didn't
0: get to see the Ghost Adventures one, because I'm not going to pay
1: for an extra channel. I didn't see that either. People are pissed about having to pay for another channel.
0: Like, I get it. Like, I get this whole a la carte thing. Like, if you're,
1: I mean... they got to figure out a way to make money. Yeah. Because people are doing the whole cut the cord. Yeah. I I know my mom just did it. And
2: she's like, ugh, what if I want to watch my Jersey Shore... I'm like, well, if you want to watch your Jersey Shore mother in your seventies, we're you like
0: need to subscribe to see <laughs> if one of my shows comes on. I'll try to calculate like if it's a, a channel that we don't have. I'll yeah. try to calculate when it's gonna finish, mm-hmm. and that's when we do the free trial. Do the free trial, <laughs> and then we binge,
1: and then yeah. get rid of it. That's smart. Which I think a lot of people do that probably. I haven't done it because I'm too lazy to cancel. Like, oh, shit, I got to cancel that. Mm. That's the thing mm-hmm. is c- to cancel it. But
0: I mean, even if you, you cancel it after that, you've only paid like 7 dollars Even if $7. you $7. get,
1: Hulu, Aiden gets the whole Hulu package and you get all those channels. Hey,
0: I just paid three ninety nine just to watch that Ghost Adventures <laughs> episode with the Franklin House for yeah, the dollar. Yeah, I wasn't even
1: going to fork it out. Yeah. It was like two ninety nine. I'm like, no, two ninety nine. Not doing it. Was it. Probably two ninety nine. I got enough good shit. I'm not paying it. Yeah,
0: they got some weird stuff in that house, though. Mm. They did get some stuff, and there was one moment where there, like, there's a basement area where, like, there's a dirt floor in the basement mm. area, and they think that people were actually buried in there. So they kept on, like, kind of focusing on that area. So, uh, what's his name? Zach. Zach is standing outside the basement area and his good buddies inside in the basement because he always sends somebody else yeah. in there and aaron aaron's mm. in there yeah and so he's a guy with is, the, the beard or yeah, whatever. yeah. Mm-hmm. so zach's out there like he's getting ready to set up the camera mm-hmm. and there's another camera in the basement area that catches him and as it's doing that you hear a like oh, kind of and you that's see scary literally you see zach just like fly over and then they show like bits and pieces of the other ca- it was it didn't look that's as awesome. it looked it didn't look as dramatic like mm. the freaking nba flops that he does sometimes yeah. this one was like he didn't mean to fall over that's funny like because what happened is the spirit
1: lit, like went right in like the, i did yeah. to you yeah yeah when we were at uh the, that hotel
0: yeah Jesus Christ.
1: I can never remember the name of that hotel.
0: The San Carlos. Thank we're you. at the San Carlos and you got that little yeah, that goose free, in your yeah, ear. That, that
1: is not okay to do.
0: Yeah. So that's what they did to him mm-hmm. and he wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. So he like completely flew over <laughs> on, and he's like, "I, dude, I think I just broke the camera. Yeah. Like, and they just sat on the floor, both of them, because they mm-hmm. were both, he, he, her Aaron, cause Aaron was like oh. trying to help him and and they just sat up against the wall for and they're like okay we're just going to do an EVP right here but yeah. yeah but they they caught it they caught the
1: like Ooh, they it was actually right got in, it huh yeah, they did so I that was of wish we got ours cuz i'm telling you that it was in my did,
0: have you listened ear. to the san carlos episode I, the yeah, sound was I so terrible I,
1: yeah but. and i think i
2: remember like watching when you guys would go like live on facebook or Instagram or one of those and I was kinda like watching you guys' little things. But yeah. yeah, I do remember where she was like, ah, what was that? And was, she said something about it was like a wet willy, right? Like, yeah. She felt like she got wet
1: willy to the air. Yeah. She was I like, mean, No. I was trying was to not okay. I'm like, how else can I tell people? <laughs> okay. I never do that. And uh yeah. That was hilarious, but also watching <laughs> the look
0: on Vet's face while she's w- <laughs> watching her do this like I couldn't tell if she was ready to run out of the room or she's like I'm I'm not gonna let them catch me sweat she was kind of like <laughs> yeah <that's funny. laughs> it was it was hilarious. Yeah, was fun. and you
2: guys were having a lot of like technical difficulties with yes. right? Oh, right. Like, so many things te- kept shutting
0: technical. off, or things weren't working right. Yeah, it was like staticky. That.
1: It was, it was just, oh, yeah, the, the whole computer mm-hmm. just shut down. Yeah, yep. The wine, the wine. <laughs> we spilled wine. <laughs> Nobody got charged for that, right? Mm,
0: messenger. Interesting. Interesting. I think we were getting more interesting. St-
1: brimstone. What the hell does that mean? That's you know weird. So, we didn't talk about something like that last time, did we? Mm-mm. A brimstone? Mm-mm. I have to dye
0: my hair, get rid of these grays. Before we go to California, I cannot Ooh. wait. We are actually recording a little bit earlier because our normal recording time, I will be in California. So, by the time this comes out, I'm going to be like, oh, that's so weird. It feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, thank you, Bianca, for joining us again tonight. Thank you for
1: having me. Look at, she changed her background. She did. Well, she got off the bed. I got kicked out of the room. But last time she was talking about her background and now. Oh, because she's at her mom's house this time before she was at home. Yeah, I like that background.
2: I like it. I just Ooh. don't like this extra little stuff here uh, on the side. That's could, not so I bad. I could just deal with the sun and the moon and be good,
0: right? You can't really see any of the, the extra moon. stuff unless you. Yeah. like, we wouldn't have seen it unless, unless you...
2: I show it. Yeah, and yeah. that's me. Like I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, I hate all this. I hate uh-huh. this corner thing. Like I, I don't. I don't like all that. I like the sun and the moon, and that's all I want.
0: The sun <laughs> and the moon. <laughs> sweet sweet we're wow we're old ladies because I I feel it right now
1: I'm feeling like it. I
0: like I'm I ready
1: for a nappy had that little up
0: from the coffee and now I'm just like no you go down? and you're I yawning peed it
1: all out I've been
2: it. yawning I've been feeling so horrible because every time Carlin starts talking I feel like I start yawning and I felt horrible I was like no it's not Carlin <laughs> it's me
1: Nope. I uh I don't take offense to it because this one, she always is like, I don't mean to do time it. Time That's why I drink the coffee around. now.
0: That's why like, I get so self-conscious about it now that every single episode, the last four episodes, I've had a cup of coffee before we've started. But and I still I'm end up yawning. i falling
1: asleep during my own. Oh, shorty.
0: Hi. Anyways, I enjoyed your story. Thanks. These are some crazy stories to dive into. These are good stories. Yeah. You guys let us know what you think in the comments. If you're uh, checking us out on YouTube, Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. And also tell your friends about us.
1: Tell a friend. Tell a friend.
0: And thank you guys, everybody that's listening out there and everybody that's commenting. And thank you guys for participating. We appreciate you guys more than you know. Yes, we do. She's like, "Mm mm-hmm.
1: We do. We do.
0: <laughs> she's like, I can't wait to get to my bed.
1: Numbers are good. I'm, like, oh, I'm okay. kind of, I'm kind of freaked out about going home, into my spooky house. After all of this activity in my house, has been house? super active. Like, I keep hear like papers rustling. They're really like being nosy. It sounds like Spirit. they're going through your stuff. It sounds. I keep thinking it's shadow, but they're she's ransacking under
0: my... the capital. Yeah. I'll Let's like, see what we can find on these motherfuckers. I'll
1: I'll totally ignore the sounds because I think it's shadow. And then I'll be like, wait a minute, shadow is under my covers here with me. Oh, so what was that noise? Sound like somebody doing something. I'm glad that you and a medium, in a very active fucking house, can still ask yourself, what the hell is that noise? Yeah, what is that?
0: <laughs> Like right, and then I mean, I want, it like, Are
1: Everyone they trying to get those. my attention, or are they just being busybodies, nosy, going through my shit? I mean, that's fine too, within 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 my house, within her house, <laughs> <laughs> going through my stuff. Oh, Or What is it good for? <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right,
0: kids. We're gonna call it a night. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Alma. I'm Carlene. I'm Bianca. <laughs> it's <laughs> Bianca. Good night. <laughs> Good night.